Fuck yeah, boys. I'm done being sad. Are you done being sad, Brownie? Episode 285. The boys are back. I went on a 72-hour bender. I've recovered. I'm ready to go, dude. The Carolina Hurricanes are shoving it up the New Jersey Devils hoop like I said that they would. Uh, I mean, weather's nice, dude. Softball season started. Top boy summer. Things are happening. So, Brownie, what's going on with you, dude? Nothing. Speaking of like, you know, exciting things that I did, I know you saw my pictures because I sent you one of them directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me all about it. So we went down to New Jersey. Can you see the hat here? Yep. Yep. yep so yep. shout out to my little cousin Gavin. It was his bar mitzvah. A little shout out to Gav. Uh, good job on him. It was so we went down the family, whole big family. Everyone was there, uh, New Jersey. Very nice uh time. But Friday we had there was some lulls in the schedule of all the bullshit you got to do with family. And my daughter had been talking about wanting a comic book because we have comic books. There's a comic book store here in town. And uh, so I was like, oh, you want a comic book? And I said to my wife, I go, if she's going to get her first comic book, I would very much like it to be at Jay and Silent Bob's comic book store and she's like you are so ridiculous she goes but i respect it it's fine so we went to the secret stash jane silent bob went in there uh my daughter bought a comic book we then went over to the quick stop from clerks took some pictures what was hilarious though is i got a whole bunch of shit like souvenirs and stuff of course and one of the things have you ever seen the movie dogma the old movie oh yeah it's like it's like a weird religious movie but yeah yeah but it is well i was living in south carolina when that movie came out and i had to drive over an hour to go see it because it's bible belt you know yeah but you remember buddy jesus like he's pointing at you with the thumbs up yeah my daughter has been walking because there was a statue of it in the in the place my daughter has been walking around for the since we got back and she points and gives you a thumbs up and she goes buddy jesus and i'm like i don't know how this is going to go over at school (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we had a blast it was a very nice very nice weekend and uh like i said that was a that was like a big deal for me to go there and see that i love those movies and that whole uh universe so and they uh i sent a nice i sent a tweet out and the the secret stash tweeted back with a very nice message and uh yeah it was cool yeah, that's cool. Nice. That's awesome. So while you were making like core memories, I was blacking out um, <laughs> vodka, twisted tea sponsored by Saratoga uh, vapor. Uh, I had a great weekend, man. It was, it was much needed. Played five softball games, caught a ton of rays. Just feeling good, dude. Feeling yeah, really, really, really fucking good, which is the polar opposite of what happened last week. So I might have bounce back. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but we'll let's call this episode Rebound Boys. Rebound Boys. I don't hate that at all. Dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Or the all boys right. of rebound, either one. <laughs> let's uh let's kind of get into uh let's do some Mia Culpas. Fire it up. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Kat and Brownie. I forgot about these videos. It's the best videos in the fucking league. So all right, let's do it. All right, so weed is legal in Canada across all the provinces. That's so, crazy. I never would have thought that. Way to go, Canada. Um, Varlam, Varlamov is the UFA for the Islanders. Nailed it. But Sorokin only has one more year. Uh, it'd be a shame to see him go. And at $4 million, I would assume he's going to get a bump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Considering <laughs> Varlamov, I think, I don't, I don't have it written down, but I believe Varlamov was more than that this year. Do you think the Linus Olmark year was kind of fraudulent in the sense that like they didn't take a cup home? Because I saw some stuff about that, like Varlamov, or not Varlamov, uh, Shorkin, Hellebuck being Vezina. I think you still got to give it to Olmark, right? Like that's kind of a no I think so. Very but historic year. I, I think if he was really battling this injury that he was battling, then that explains quite a bit, you know? Yeah. 
Um, oh, the 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 Dallas Seattle preview that we did during the pod last week. Remember? Yeah. I was like, I'm not even sure if Pavelski's playing. That was the game he went off for four goals. So, so he's back. So we all hot. we all American, dude. Love it. <laughs> stay hot, Brownie. Uh, and Montreal was the last Canadian team to win the cup in 1993. You were correct. I was correct. So it's been a long time in Canada. And you know what else is in Canada? Cold weather. Cold weather. And you know what you do to remedy cold weather? I don't know. It sounds like I should probably warm up. You should probably warm up with a heated core at heatedcore.com. Heated core. I really do like that. Uh, So this is one of our new sponsors. So heated core is a base layer. That's battery powered, charges up in six hours, three different heat settings. It's almost instantaneous because it goes underneath, you know, next to your skin. Very nice thin layer. I mean, put this on to go split wood. Put this on to go walk the dog when it's cold out. You can shovel the driveway. Yeah, You can go cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, yep. at the rink, everything. Uh, it's got a durable carbon fiber base, so this thing will take a pounding. I mean, okay. like, what – I mean – Heatedcore.com, promo code. Is it up there? Morning Skate yep. 15. Perfect. Go check it out. Give Katie some business, our newest Seattle fan. I'm trying to get her to be a uh, drop in writer. It'll be awesome. That would be pretty fucking cool. I think this That's is like how no- Seattle's playing, too. If you live in the Northeast, man, it's kind of a no brainer to get one. Northwest, Canada. Like, it, isn't it just the worst? Like when it's fucking really cold outside and you have to wake up extra early to shovel off cars before you go to work. You roll out of bed, you're like, God damn it, I don't want to get cold. How about you just turn on this power functioning thing that just, you know, keeps me warm. So, like, I don't know about you, but my wife is cold all the time. And if my daughter gets into hockey or figure skating, I don't care if it's in the summer. My wife would wear this in the summer, a day at the rink. You know, you get that chill you can't get rid of. This thing's perfect. You just can't scratch. Exactly. Exactly. And also check them out. Hashtag outlast your adventure and pay attention for our Stanley cup stats that are sponsored by heated core that we're putting out periodically throughout the week. Heated core. Heated core. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Uh, Let's go on. Do some NHL in the news. Sure, buddy. God damn, Ken's good at this shit. All right, yeah. well, you just kind of mentioned Toronto. Same old Leafs, dude. Uh, so Matthews is 0-2-2 in three games played, minus two. He has two penalty minutes, 14 shots on goal, uh, and he's playing 23-plus minutes at night. He only had two shots on goal in game three. Marner only has an assist in three games. He's minus three, nine shots on goal, two shots on goal in game three. He's also playing 23-plus minutes. I see a lot of videos of, like, people just kind of doing like ballerina, like dancing, like skip, but on ice skates. And like, this is Mitch Marner in game three, or like, this is Mitch Marner. in game. They, three. Uh, I think it was 32 thoughts for them to criticize the Leafs is a lot. Right. For those yeah. guys. And they said something like how they were, you couldn't tell that they were playing. I think is how they phrase it. I have this on my phone. So for the first time, what they call the core of the Leafs, which is Matthews, Nylander, Tavares and Marner. For the first time, the core four has been held without a goal for three straight games. They are currently a combined zero goals and four assists, those four players. Tavares is gooses across the board. Nylander, I thought, has looked good. Actually, Neil, I was going to say the same thing. Nylander, to me, has been the most impactful. Yeah, he's making plays. The other he's two are just kind of out for a giant rip. head. He yeah, really yeah. does. 
Big old dumb mom. Yeah. Uh, Ilya Samsonov, he left game three in the second after collision with Luke Shen, didn't return. Sheldon Keefe has nothing to report in terms of an update to the injury. Speaking of injuries, uh, rookie Matthew Nees <coughs> was diagnosed with a concussion, will miss games three and four at the very least. Back to Samsonov. When asked about Sergey Bobrovsky's return to top four in the series versus Toronto and Boston, he replied, I don't give a fuck. Which is kind of cool, though. Kind of a weird question to ask somebody. Like, oh, I'm bad. Well, I think they're boys. That's why it was. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. No, I, I just thought it was funny, you know, because you know the Toronto media almost had a meltdown over him using uh, expletives. Um, what was I going to say? I think that Keith announced that Samsonov is not playing tomorrow night. Okay. Or actually, that you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, so tonight. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's. Do they sweep? We'll see. I hope so. I don't think the Toronto's not going to win four in a row, but we will see. Uh, goalie Vitek Vanacek has more playoff points this year than Alexi Lafreniere. Thanks. First over. Well, also, but if it makes you feel better, uh, Vanacek got yanked. He let up uh, He let up six, I believe, before he got pulled, or five, but four of them were in less than five and a half minutes. Do you remember last podcast when I said game two that he was going to start? I don't think yeah. he started, but he definitely went in. That Schmidt yeah. kid, I told you, was a fucking joke. All you have to do is put pucks on him. Martin put one up over his shoulder tonight. That was ridiculous. Shocking. Um, Vancouver Canucks have been fined $50,000 for violating off-season training rules by having on-ice practice sessions with players in April after the conclusion of the 2022-23 season. Who's the fucking rat here, dude? Like who, who? What do you mean? Who's the rat? There's so many people. It's the media. There's there's people who work at the rink. There's media that covers the team every day. I think whoever rat him out needs to be fired. Yeah, could be some guy who didn't get a raise. Fuck who knows? that. I'd be like, you're you're out. It, what happens in the rink stays in the rink. I can't believe that that was even a thing. Fifty thousand dollars is nothing to these people. No, it's nothing. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> historic scoring. Joe Pavelski and Leon Dreisettle were the first pair in NHL history to score four goals on back-to-back nights since John Tucker in Buffalo and Tony Rack, St. Louis, on April 9th and 10th, 1988. More historic scoring. Only three players have had 50-plus points in any 25-game playoff span. Gretzky, Lemieux, and Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl's a fucking player, dude. Bottom yeah, line. He's, he really is. He's a horse, man. And, and I like when he gets pissed. He can, be a, he can be a fucking dick, too. Like he does a lot of really, really dirty shit as well. I don't know if it's in here. Did you put the Evander Kane thing in here? Do you see what he no, did the other night? No, but you oh, could talk God. about it. The end of the at the end of I don't know if it was I think it was the first period. It was like two seconds left. He just goes full fucking steam at Petro Andrew and just hits him in the yeah. head. And like chaos ensued. Evander Kane is still blew the kiss that the lady was giving him the finger. Oh, that's when he was fucking pounding on Keegan Colesar or whatever. Body uh, shots. Yeah. He is like creeping up on a player that I kind of wish was on my team now. Van Kane, yeah, you yeah. can make that argument. Yeah. Um, Mark Borietsky is officially called it a career. Really quick about this guy. He was like the ultimate fantasy hockey player when we used to do it because the hits and like block shots were yep. very involved in penalty minutes. Yep. He was fucking great. Boro Cop. Ottawa native played 12 years in the NHL with Ottawa and Nashville. The rugged defenseman put up a stat line of 15 goals, 41 assists, 56 points, and 458 games played along with 848 penalty minutes. Borokop was the first for, uh, Ottawa native selected by the hometown team when he went 139th overall in 2008. In 2019, he witnessed a man breaking into a car to steal an unintended backpack. He stopped the rivalry, tried to subdue and hold the man, uh, making a citizen's arrest. The uh, suspect got away, but the nickname stuck. I know that he's struggled with like mental health, shit like that, injuries. Put out this long thing thanking his wife, saying without her, he didn't even know yep. if he 
Baker. I thought that was kind of a stand up. Plus, like if you're leaving the league, you got to make sure that the wife is on your, you know, the good side. So I thought that was very, very smart of him. Also, very, very nice. This guy, he, you look at him, and the first thing you think is hockey player. Like when yeah. he does the smile, and there's and the second thing you think is I don't want to fight him. No, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. So stick taps to him. I've always been. Yeah. I thought he's always played the game the right way too. I don't agreed. Really agreed. Him, so, um. Carolina scored three shorthanded goals in game three versus New Jersey and it tied an NHL record that has stood since the stat began being tracked in 1933-34 season. That's a long fucking time. Um, this was funny. A fan edited a draft night photo of Jack Hughes and his mom to put Sebastian Ajo's face on Hughes's body, plastered it on the bench behind the New Jersey <coughs> behind the New Jersey bench, clearly rattled the young devil as he took Ajo to the ice in game three in a kitten wrestling match. I mean, true. That was the softest fight. They're calling it a fight, and it wasn't. It was so soft, the two no. of them. Um, but I guess like at the same time, the fact that Jack Hughes was sticking up for himself, I guess. Yeah, no, listen, I was impressed that he did, you know, maybe getting the tooth knocked out, put a little swag in her. Yeah. But like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, St. Louis blues fans, uh, specifically Pat and, uh, Preston Chicago won the Bedard lottery. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Columbus falls to third, Anaheim picks second. Uh, Cronin put out a really funny blog, pretty much like just being like, why the fuck does this have to keep happening in my life? Uh, I once said I was like really on board with St. Louis. Now I'm very off board with St. Louis. So it's kind of nice for to see things like this happen. Uh, all these people that are like, the NHL is rigged. How, how does Chicago get this after all this? Blah, 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 blah. I honestly thought. You fucking think the NHL wanted to deal with all you guys bitching and moaning right. about this? Like, I honestly, I put out the tweet from the morning skate account. That was me who did that. Yeah. I was like, book it. Arizona or Montreal. Yeah. Like I just, they think that the NHL is doing this because it's an original six series, but the amount of backlash from all these fucking people being like, why does this franchise? You can make the argument that it's people talking about hockey. What do you mean? Well, if they, if he had gone to Anaheim, no one would be saying rigged. You know what I mean? You can make that argument, you know? I mean, I don't know. I just, the I mean the NHL the NHL's dumb, but I don't think they're that stupid. The like I feel like half half of them are like pretty happy, like hell yeah, we have an original six kid, Blackhawks are back, and then the other half is like, we are gonna have to deal with so many people bitching and moaning about this as if this really affects their life. Like I just go both ways. Well, yeah, uh, I got some some thoughts on the NHL draft in my zeros. Okay, all right, we can get to that. Um after learning that Bedard would be hiding in Chicago, the Blackhawks sold more than $2.5 million of season ticket packages, over 500 full season ticket packages in the 90 minutes after the announcement. That works out to revenue of $28,000 per minute. I'm sure they were pretty pumped about that also. Sure. like It's yeah. a no-brainer if you live in Chicago. But can you imagine if this kid ends up being like Lafreniere? I don't. I, I, I Well, to be fair, I don't, I don't know. I never saw clips of Lafreniere in juniors. So yeah. I can't I can't say, but you watch this kid in the juniors, you watched him in the minors yeah. for this for the Regina Pats. It's a different level, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um <clears throat> Anaheim, it's not all doom and gloom for them with the second overall pick. The Ducks did something that's never been before as their prospects have been named the defenseman of the year in all three major junior leagues in Canada. And the Q is Tristan Lanou, OHL Pavel Mintikov, and WHL Olin Zellweger. Uh, as team of Solani note on Twitter, offense sells tickets, but defense wins championships. I love that from, yeah. uh, from the Finn. Also, I did from see Mr. This. Offense too. <laughs> so know. this is the second time I think that Anaheim should have gotten the first overall pick, but they ended up being the number two pick to you know the other time. 
Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they I have, mean, that one was fixed as a thank you to Mario for bailing out the Penguins. They're going to get this Fantelli kid. I think that's his name, the Michigan kid. So they're going to be fine. They're going to have him, McTavish, and Zegers down the middle. It's, and then these three defensemen coming in. New Year's, year. and plus yeah. Jamie Drysdale. Like, yeah. a lot of young talent. And, yep. you know, Rangers, dude, they got rid of Gerard Gallant. Uh, mutually agreed to part ways after the first round loss to New Jersey. The team went 99-46-19 over his two-year tenure. So what do you think? Let me ask you as a Rangers fan, because you look at his record, you look at the team they had. He's he's well respected as a coach in NHL. I mean, Gerard Gallant. I don't think is going to be if he wants to. I don't think he's going to be out of work for long. Mm-hmm. Do you think the players just tuned him out, or they just, or does Drury just think he needs a new voice, someone who can sweet talk the Eurocentric vibe a little bit? Yeah, I'm wondering how much like backlash I'm going to get with this. I think that Gallant did the best he could with that team. I don't, I don't think, think you're getting any backlash. I, I don't think that there's any. Uh, the Rangers issue, and to me, it's been this way ever since fucking Stahl was a leader, Kreider became a leader. To me, and like, dude, I'm not in the room, so maybe I'm I don't know this, but just by the way they play their actions, the way they fucking handle the media and shit, they've never had an alpha in that room. They've never had a dude that was gonna put their fucking ball back on the table. Now, maybe truly you could argue just because he he I mean, if the Rangers need something, he goes and he lights somebody up. But at least from the offensive kind of thing, and I've talked to you about this before, like is, is it weird that Lafreniere and Capo haven't really turned out to be what they should be when you have Mika Zibanejad and fucking Chris Kreider telling them how to be a fucking I, pro? I, I think that we talked about this at the time. I think Barkley Goodrow could be that guy up front. I still don't think so. I think they need a completely new fucking voice on their forwards. Maybe. I truly maybe. think that's what it is. Panarin's not going to do it. He's a little Russian dude that likes to dance around and fucking twirl. Zibanejad, if he shows up, he shows up. He's I've never gonna- seen a goalie try to fire up a bench during a game like that with Hank. I mean, the only thing I can remember is Henrik Lundqvist was fucking freaking out a few times where that well, cause he was getting no, I mean, he would get no support. So I get that with, with <laughs> So like half of me is like, okay, I understand why you got rid of the coach. This is unacceptable. We can't lose to the devils. Like what the fuck's going on? And then the other half of me is it's a scapegoat. Like, you could have had any coach there ever, and that's not going to make Mika Zibanejad or Chris Kreider perform any better than they did. I don't think so, at least. Um, I think we're fucking doomed, but we'll see oh, this, what this next part. Maybe we'll turn that frown upside down, buddy. Yeah, but uh, when asked about his future, Patrick can't express no interest in the union with Chicago as they are rebuilding, so that's never crossed my mind, to be honest with you. When asked about re-upping with the Rangers, Kane sounded more upbeat with this, this team and this opportunity. I would love that chance. <coughs> Tarasenko said that him and his wife loved it there and all this stuff. So, yeah, you might be able to bring something back, but like to me, I think they completely need to overhaul their forwards, but I don't think that they're going to end up doing it. It's If you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now, and I'm, I'm thinking of two. I'm thinking of the Seattle Kraken, and I'm thinking of the Florida Panthers, and you look at the way they fucking compete, and I would even say the Carolina Hurricanes too, dude. Uh the way they compete as a team, the way everybody has roles, the way that they don't take off shifts, the way that like if they don't have it that night, they bring you something the out. Well, like Zibanejad did fucking nothing. Nothing. And you would think, okay, well, if I don't have it this series, my job is going to be to shut down fucking Jack Hughes or my job is going to be this. So it's funny you say that. I saw a stat during the game tonight. Jack Hughes has not recorded a point while Eric Stahl has been on the ice. So you find what you're doing is you, you got to huh? Jordan saw. What did I say? Eric saw. Eric, yeah. Sorry. Um, you find you reinvent yourself like Stahl's reinvented himself, right? As that yeah. shutdown defender, and I think that's 
what you're alluding to. If Mika doesn't have it going offensively, he needs to be in someone's kitchen on the back check, and he needs to bear down on face-offs. And it's almost like the offense revolved way too much around Mika, Panarin, and Kreider. And I get why, because they put up points. Completely get it. But like, dude, how do you how does your number one and number two overall pick grow if they have this fucking pressure to get those guys the puck? Whether it's on the power play, wherever the fuck that they are. Like to be a game breaker, you need to be able to have the fucking puck. You need to be able to want the puck. You need to be able to receive the puck. Instead, you're just giving it to everybody else. So it's like I just I don't know. You look at guys like Verhage on fucking Florida. The Rangers don't have a fucking Verhage. Like the Rangers mm-hmm. They don't have a fucking Martin Neches or Neches or whatever the fuck his name is. They don't. And like, I'm looking, remember when I said the Rangers fourth line was going to outperform the Devils fourth line in that game seven, who made that play? Was that Michael McLeod, Andre Pilat? Like when they like together, like, dude, our fourth line wasn't fucking doing that. And it's, it's almost like you have these kids that play really good minute or like third line minutes, whatever. But it's like, fuck, at some point they either need to go one way or the other way. Am I? Do I want to go the way of Zibanejad and Kreider? Well, have they ever won a fucking cup before? So I don't, yeah. I don't really know what to do about that. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. I think that, I think there's gonna be a massive change. Um, in terms of coaching, I don't. I've seen Laviolette's name thrown around. I saw Joel Quenville's name thrown around, which would be fucking hilarious. I would love to see all the New York City fucking people cry that Quenville got rehired. Uh, Knobloch is a homegrown guy that's coaching the AHL right now. That's had some pretty good success. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think the options are out. I think they're also kind of waiting to see what happens. Like if Toronto gets fucking smoked. I saw Larry Brooks said if Toronto gets smoked and Dubis goes to Pittsburgh and he takes Keith with him, that then Mike Sullivan might. But I don't want fucking Mike Sullivan. So I don't. It'll be interesting. And I, I think that – um. Uh, Mike Sullivan won cups because he had fucking Sidney Crosby. Dude. No, that's no, what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think Drury has shown that he isn't gonna make the sentimental play. I think he understands what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be like handing out like five year extensions of no movements. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Um, this is brutal, dude. Gabriel Landeskog. He's gonna miss the entire next season with the same knee injury that he had this season that well same injury but he's going a different route he's getting cartilage transplant the whole different deal on may 10th the 30 year old forward will miss the entire 2023-24 season after missing this season with knee issues in a statement this afternoon he said he has no interest in retirement plans to be back 100 30 years old this is that's i respect him though that he i believe him if he says it you know you you can't doubt this guy he's he's proven time and time again that he comes back so um Rest in peace to Peter Kalima, who passed away this week or last week at the age of 58. First Czech player to defect directly to a U.S. team when he joined Detroit in 85. He went on to play 13 seasons in the NHL with Detroit, Edmonton, Tampa, the Kings, and Pittsburgh, putting up a line of 313, 260, and 573 points in 786 games played. He won a Stanley Cup with the Oilers in 89-90 to go along with the World Junior Championship and two-time Czech League Championship. Triple overtime goal versus Boston. Went a defect from Worlds to be labeled deserter, finished his military commitment. Seems like so what it, what it was, he had the – at the Worlds the previous year before he came over, he had the ability to – defect and they they had it all lined up with the detroit scout like he was just gonna pretty much walk from one side of the ring to the other and get in the guy's car and he uh he didn't want to cut short on his military commitment because he would have been labeled a deserter as opposed to a defector and it just didn't sit right with him so he didn't do it he is well known in new england especially he scored the triple overtime goal when glenn wesley missed the wide open fucking net in uh versus the bruins oilers in the uh 
The cup final. Cup final. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Auto Senators. Canadian this is crazy, music. dude. Go ahead. Uh, Canadian music star of the weekend is joining the bidding world for the Senators, making three high-profile groups. While Ryan Reynolds has been quiet of late, Snoop Dogg had some comments recently. This is the part I'm talking about. It's crazy. Snoop went off. <clears throat> the NHL doesn't know how to market. McDavid is the best athlete in the world, but you talk to most folks in the United States, and they have no clue who the fuck he is. He didn't hold back after that and continued about the league streaming model. There ain't anybody who wants to buy five streaming services to ju- just to watch your team. There's too much of that today. It's a real problem because we know this sport is tough to learn, so we got to start appealing to the kids. I've always wanted to do something in hockey with kids because I never had hockey offered to me when I was a kid. Snoop also clarified his intentions with the Senators. This ain't no joke or gimmick. This is a real ownership play, and I will put my foot in the town. My role in Ottawa would be a community activist, finding new ways to be better, being active and innovative, and being up close and personal with the whole community. Anytime I'm a part of something, I become family. I become connected to it all. If I was in Ottawa, dude, I would be like, okay, fuck yeah, dude. Like- I, I, by reading this statement and seeing the him talk, he, in my mind, for me personally, he's uh, he's now ahead of Reynolds. For people I would like to own, you know, I mean, I'm a Snoop Dogg guy anyways, but you know, the fact that he, I mean, you Snoop, clearly you're listening to the podcast because you hear me complain about streaming too. So anytime you want to come on and talk, happy to have you, but wouldn't that be unbelievable if all of a sudden you hear hear his music? Um, But yeah, I mean, make it, how long have you and I been saying this? Make it easier to watch the games, not fucking harder. Yep. So, sorry. Go ahead. No, don't. You're not wrong. Uh, Vegas netminder Aiden Hill joined an exclusive club on Monday night when he came in for relief of Laurent Brassois, who was injured in the first period. Hill shut down McDavid in the high-flying Edmonton offense for, <coughs> excuse me, two-plus periods, notching the W. He got his first career playoff win in, the, in relief in the second round or later, joining Curtis McElhaney, Andre Vasilevsky, Mike Smith, uh, Steve Weeks, Gord Henry, and Lester Patrick. For, um, so you got your first NHL playoff win in the second round or later. That's a cool little stat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Dumba. Too, you know, because you also, you got to remember, who do they have looking over his shoulder still? Yeah. Jonathan oh, Quick still Quick. there. Johnny yeah. Quick. Yep. Uh, Matt Dumba was selected by the Wild in the first round of the 2012 NHL draft and now serves as an ultimate captain for the team. In 2013, Dumba became the first known player of the Filipino descent to play in the NHL. Yeah, I just thought that was a cool stat. And anytime I can bring Matt Dumba up, I, I like to. <laughs> and uh, Wayne Gretzky's stat of the week. The great one had three assists in one period of a playoff game, sharing this record with 69 other NHL players. However, of those players, Gretzky is the only name to appear on that list multiple times, notching the feet on five different occasions. Is that good? We're crazy, right? Is that good? Or yeah. That's probably pretty good. Um, now we're going to kind of get into our playoff matches right now. <clears throat> first things first, we're going to start off with Toronto and Florida. Uh, right now, Florida's up 3 0, dude. Uh, they play tomorrow. Nothing with the game when you're listening to this. The game will be <laughs> tonight, Wednesday at seven o'clock. Seven o'clock on ESPN. Uh, game one, Florida won four to two. Game two, Florida won three to two. And then game three, Florida won three to two in overtime. So we kind of look through. Brand uh, Austin Matthews leads the Leafs in goals with five, Marner with 10 assists. Marner leads the team with 12 points. Ilya Samsonov, an 898 save percentage. Be better, buddy. Um, and then so on the other end, what's his name? Wool, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the other end, Brandon Montour, six goals, Matthew Chuck, 10 assists, Matthew Chuck, 15 points and Sergey Bobrovsky with a nine Oh nine save percentage. Um, also not great, but better. Yeah. Um, better. Better. Yeah. Has anyone had a better fucking hot streak in the playoffs on Brandon Montour? 
No, I mean, Jesus. he kind of did. reminds me. Remember when Shea Theodore kind of went off that year for yeah, Vegas? Yeah, it kind yeah. of reminds me, and they're kind of similar players. I, I can see that. I heard a thing about Bobrovsky. Apparently, he loses uh, up to ten pounds during the game. What? He's a he's a smaller guy, and he's got a very regimented uh, food and rehydration rituals that he sticks to. And by giving the Panthers and the Leafs this extra day. Every time it's playing perfectly for Bobrovsky. No shit. I never even heard of that. No, I didn't hear about it till I, it might have been 32 thoughts. I would assume so because that's where all that stuff comes from. Um, I guess a couple of little takeaways from this series. Sam Bennett's still a motherfucker to play against. So is Matthew Kachuk. Um I Dude, I started, so I've been working. Sorry to interrupt you. I've been working on my Bruins uh like eulogy. Yeah. Right. Like here and there, I was away for four days, so I didn't get a chance. But I was working on it a little bit last night, and like maybe the third paragraph went off on this whole tangent about how envious I am of Matthew Kachuk and yeah. Sam Bennett being on someone else's team. Yeah. Like I was like, wait a minute, this is like a pro. Maybe I should start writing about the Panthers in the next yeah. round. <laughs> no, I mean they're they're motherfuckers to play against, man. Yeah. And they come yeah. in waves. Um, Toronto's done. Right. I certainly hope so. Cause nothing, it's funny. All the goodwill, uh, all the goodwill they, uh, they got in the, by getting out through the first round, they, um, they, if they blow this, it's worse. Right. Yeah. My, so I was talking to Cronin, this, the St. Louis, uh, writer, and he was like, dude, why, like the Rangers probably should have just gotten Ryan O'Reilly and didn't get Tarasenko and Kane. And I thought about it and I was like, fuck. Yeah. That would have been the leader that we need, but all right. Well, game four tomorrow. Yep. Um, Hurricanes, Devils. Uh, by the time you listen to this, what's today game four? Yes. Okay, so when you're done with this, Carolina's going to be up three one. Yep. Oh, the poor Devils. <laughs> fucking storm surging over here, Booth. Watch this, dude. I'm going to go skate into the glass, bro. This is what happens when you're you little. You talk about skating the glass. There was one time playing beer league, like my first few years, and we used to get people that would like friends and like family members of some of the guys on the team would come to the games. It was like we used to get like 20, 30 people because we'd all go out to the bars yeah. afterwards. We won the local tourney to the, the local season to get us to go to Toronto for the national. And uh, my buddy Rob, his brother was on the team, our goalie. And Rob used to borrow like one of my jerseys and they'd wear them in the stands. That was crazy. But I, after we won, I was so fired up to go up to Toronto, right? I skated full tilt and jumped into the glass and fucked up my shoulder because I don't wear shoulder pads. (laughs) It was sore for like two weeks. But yeah, go ahead. That's how I feel right now. Um, (laughs) This is what happens when the Debbies think that, oh, we have everything. You didn't play a real hockey team. The New York Rangers weren't a real hockey team. There you go. You're hearing it from, from the guy who's the biggest Rangers fan I fucking know. They weren't a real team. They weren't a real fucking threat. They were fucking bitch made. Okay. Now you think you're just going to go in and the hurricanes aren't going to do anything. Well, the hurricanes are fucking skull fucking you guys right now. Hard. The devils are in trouble with the goalies. What the, what they went through tonight. I think the final was seven to one. It might've been six to one, but neither goalie looked great. Having said all of this, Jack Hughes is a a dynamic player. You're going to have him for a very long time and he's going to fill nets. That's good for you. Dougie Hamilton's a fucking nerd. I could have told you that from day one. Jesper Bratt, where the fuck has he been? Yeah. Like, remember when everybody said he was really good? 
Um, Nico Heischer, I've actually grown to like a little bit. I don't. He he doesn't like he doesn't really move the needle for me that much, but I think defensively he he's that's what he's, I'm saying. I think yeah. he's kind of an asset uh, in terms of defensive type of mm-hmm. hockey. That McLeod guy, I think, has played really, really yeah. good for them. Um, Miles Wood. I, this is what happens, man. I, I called it. I'm sorry. Well, I said four. I apologize. I meant five. Um, <laughs> you know, I couldn't have been more right about anything. It just took me a while to get there. So, uh, do you have anything else on this series? No, it's it's fun. Like the the Devils are. It is it is an enter. I didn't think this this series was going to be entertaining at all. It is. It's it's get some wide open. Well, it's uh, a lot of fun just watching the Hurricanes just shoving up the Devils' mouth. <laughs> well, I I pull you know I'm pulling for the Devils to a degree because I like Eric Halla. You know I you know former. Oh, well, I still, I still have you know I want to see, but I want to want to see. I want to see every series go seven now because the Bruins are out, right? Yeah, but yeah, no, it's. I think you were right. It was, uh, it was a tough task. The Hurricanes are motherfuckers. They really are. I can't stand them. A four check, I, dude. And I know that you don't like Brindamore, and I get why. But they fucking love playing for that guy. He's oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, I listened to that interview. I listened to that interview with Martin Nook, and he goes off for like I think he had one goal and three assists tonight, and I was like, God damn it! Like yeah. I don't want to like any of these guys, but no. And I, I mean, I've always kind of liked Brent Burns. It's he, yeah, yeah. Dude, for a big man, that guy can fucking skate, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Um, so that's kind of what we have in the Eastern Conference. Now we're going to move to the Western Conference. The Stars and the Kraken right now. The Kraken are up 2-1. They took game one, 5-4 in overtime. Dallas uh, evened up 4-2. And then the Seattle Kraken, 7-2 against the Dallas Stars. And they, uh, they're two minutes into the game right now, game, uh, game four. And Nils Lundqvist is still nowhere to be found. Sorry, Fink. Uh, the Kraken. So here's the thing about them. This is the, their team. That that's yeah. the only way you can say it, dude. Jordan Everly's got to be fucking 55 years old. This guy's still scoring. Did you see the goal he scored off of um, Haskinen? Was it Haskinen that got yeah. it in the face? Yeah. Did you? But the fact. So I was watching this with my sister in law, who really doesn't. She's a basketball. She's up here, and she's a she's basketball oh, fan sorry. mostly. Yeah. I know. But whatever, she understands, and she doesn't. She's like watching it on her phone while I'm watching like the Devils game. But um, we were watching together when that goal was scored, and I pointed out to her the the presence of mind, right? When the puck falls to him right there, he pulled that across the tuck backhand, mm-hmm. just to, just like like it was such an impressive little thing that maybe not a lot of people noticed. Cause if that was me, I'd have been most, most people, including some NHLers would have just shot that like in a hurry and put it off the chest of uh, Ottinger that, that little subtle drag it across and flip on the backhand. And maybe if there's an NHL player listening, they're like, yeah, no shit. No wonder you're a fucking podcaster. <laughs> but I mean, it was just, just a little subtle, I was very appreciative of Jordan Everly. I've always liked his game. and that Everly was- scores big fucking goals, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a gamer, had. big time, always. always. Yeah. Um, and and- Archer, talk about looking leaky. Sorry, Fink. That was, I was texting Fink during the game, <laughs> and I go, hey, man, why is he still in? And Fink goes, I turned it off when it was 3-1. to one. He had an early day. The next day, he's like, I don't want to wake up pissed off, which I understand. But I felt like they left Ottinger in there for half a period too long. So you're telling me? Fink didn't like what was going on, and he he just asked out, kind of just like Nils Lundqvist did. And he's a lot like Nils if you think about it. Fink, I swear that we did not plan that ahead of time. It's crazy how that works out. <laughs> um, 
I took the Kraken in this series. I feel good about it. Tonight's tonight's gonna be a big fucking game at Seattle. Seattle can take it. We'll yeah. see, dude. And I don't. I like the Stars, but <coughs> their teams become teams in the playoffs. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Kraken comes in fucking waves, dude. And they there's no superstars. It reminds you a lot when Vegas did what Vegas did. Like right, like there were no real big names on that either. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, and that climate pledge arena seems like a fun rink to go to. It was so loud. You could barely hear the announcers talking to each other. Yeah. So we'll see about that. And then the last series, golden Knights and the Oilers, um, Vegas won game one, six, four Edmonton took game two, five, one. And then Vegas pumped Edmonton five, one, uh, yesterday, Monday, May 8th. We got game four Wednesday at 10 o'clock. <coughs> Vegas has shown me a lot that I wasn't really expecting. Like Dude, that, how happy is Jack Eichel to be playing in the fucking playoffs? And not just playing, but like fucking playing. He like, they broke down some of his plays where he like scooped up a puck behind his own net. He initiated the outlet. He buzzed through to pick up the pace through the neutral, set up with the primary apple down. I mean, just a two hundred foot game for fucking Captain Jack. He's I think. You know how like each year the team like a team wins and all the other teams try to kind of copy what they did. Mm. I think this year is going to be speed and like team mentality. I think those are going to be the, the two things that yeah roll for right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so too. And every line chips yeah. in. That's yeah. you know, Vander Kane still being a motherfucker to play against. Uh, yeah. They've done a pretty good job with McDavid at least last game they did. Drysital, I mean, he's just fucking unreal. But there was a play last night. I was watching it when McDavid had the puck, and Stone just comes back, stick lifts, take the puck from McDavid. Stone so like you don't see too many people pickpocket McDavid. Two like, fucking back surgeries, that guy. Yeah. What a fucking beast. Um, uh, the other thing I will say, uh, is well, they're in that, trouble with their goalie. That so that would worry me. Who, Vegas? Yeah, yeah, they're fine with the kid who came in. I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> do I have it in here or no? Yeah, I it, about, it, right? it, yeah, I know, but I mean, it's Hill, in that game, but that's one game. So, yeah, uh, no, but Cassie, you still got Quick there too, right? You don't think Quick would be motivated to fucking put on a little bit of a yeah, run there? Yeah, but Quick ain't the, the Quick that we remember. No, he's not, but he might be able to get it up for a game or two. I yeah. will say this. I think – think is going to hate this whole fucking part of this podcast. I think Seattle matches up better – with either of the other two teams than Dallas does. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I have just trouble thinking that the Oilers are going to lose, but I think you're right. I'm just saying. Um, we could get my chaos Stanley Cup final of Seattle, Florida. <laughs> so my oh, one. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't, that was probably really loud. To, if you're <laughs> listening, sorry. Um, that was another thing. Fucking this idiot, Sheldon Keefe. I just remember this. This fucking donkey can't shut the fuck up. This is the, for those that don't know, that's the coach of the, the Maple Leafs. Do you hear him complaining that the Leafs didn't have any power plays in game three? Like, shut the fuck up, man. You're not supposed to be a team built on power plays in the playoffs. Yeah. You just got to score five on five with your superstars. Yeah, I wish they would just, like, shut that guy up. Oh, my God. Sorry. I, no, I, sorry. I agree with you. But yeah, that's all we got for the playoffs right now. I was one and seven in the first round. I look like I'm doing pretty good right now, though. So the boys are back. <laughs> rebound boys. Rebound uh, boys. Rebound boys. Uh, all right. Now we are going to dump and change.
so stupid. All right, dump and change, dude. What we got? So Samsung has introduced a new TV. It's a 292 inch on the diagonal. It's called the Wall, and it's eight hundred thousand dollars. I should have done this before, but I'm gonna do it right now. 292 divided by 12. So it's 24, a little more than 24 and a quarter feet on the diagonal. Who's going to pay for that? Some like NBA or pro athlete who has a huge ass house with a giant for $800,000. What do you think? I uh, just don't see that happening. 800. What do you think? Like LeBron makes like, (laughs) you think about it. How much would it cost to like buy a drive-in? No, no, no. You can get smaller pieces. Like what it is, it's not one screen. It's a bunch of connected. Okay. And they, it, I think it goes up to that big. It's the, the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire Someone will buy it. Just buy a drive-in movie theater for way less. Well, then you can't have it in your house. Who cares? I don't know. Well, you could. If you have $800,000 to buy a TV, you probably have enough money to kind of put that in a, in a house. Like a movie set? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so a tough week behind the mic in Oakland. The A's announcer, Glenn Cooper, I think is how you say his name, used a racial slur on the air and has been suspended indefinitely. He was trying to say Negro League, which is the way you're supposed to say that, and he had uh, the other N-word. Yep. Uh, not to be outdone, uh, West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins used a homophobic slur multiple times while calling into a radio show. Tough week for old white guys who use that kind of language out in public. I'm interested to see what happens with Bob Huggins because he's a fucking West Virginia legend. Like I wonder oh, if they're gonna I wonder if they're gonna get rid of him. I probably not. I think that'll be it's not it's not basketball season. It's they're just gonna keep it quiet and keep it moving. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh per the New York Post, uh Finance Buzz, a website that offers informational tips and recommendations about money and things like car insurance, has put out a qual- call for a quote fast and furious claims adjuster to take note of the damages from all the car crashes in the more than 20 hours of the franchise's films. We'll pay our Fast and Furious claims adjuster $1,000 plus $100 to cover the cost of any streaming fees, movie tickets, and snacks per the press release. Buddy, if I'm like bartending again and I had a couple days off in a row, I would totally sign up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Give me the formula and I'll, I'll punch it all in. Uh, you've all heard of dumping bodies in New Jersey, but someone is dumping cooked pasta in the woods in the area of Old Bridge, where some experts estimate that as much as 500 pounds were dumped. The varieties include spaghetti, ziti, and macaroni. I would like to know who's a fucking expert that can tell you by looking at it how many pounds of pasta it is. I don't know why this is a story. They just, somebody just walked into the woods and found a ton of pasta. And like, it's, oh. it's, it's in a very residential, like, uh, upper middle class, I would say, area, and okay. it's like right off like a bike path, and it's okay. just like pi- I saw the pictures, piles of spaghetti. It's crazy, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Uh, sticking with food, a couple was recently caught trying to smuggle nearly 375 pounds of fruit roll ups into Israel. Apparently, the sugary fruit concoction is going for upwards of six dollars a roll in Israel, where a recent TikTok video showed people freezing it and using the rolls as ice cream cones. The treat goes for approximately 50 cents in the U.S., so pretty good margin. Authorities have seized over 600 pounds in the last week alone, not counting this recent bus. Why can't they have fruit roll-ups? I think you can only bring uh, like 11 pounds of 
food or candy into okay. another country. Okay. So these people weren't even trying to hide it. Like the video I saw was just like a suitcase. And the guy's like, what is all this? And the guy off camera is like, I don't know how I got there. <laughs> filled with fruit roll-ups. It's pretty funny. Um, and then Tom Cruise, everyone's favorite Scientologist, received the MTV Movie Award, which I don't even know. Did you know the MTV Movie Awards are still a thing? No. Yeah, neither did I. He, award he won this for the film Top Gun Maverick. Naturally, Cruz accepted the award while flying a vintage fighter plane and then ends the clip with a little, he gave like a shout out for Mission Impossible and then did like a hard right bank and dip. Dude, is it is it okay to think somebody's like really, really fucking weird, but also really, really fucking cool? Because like, that's kind of what I think about Tom Cruise. Because like, that is what, whenever you hear this phrase, this is the phrase that you use to talk about Tom Cruise. You have to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. And that's Tom Cruise to a T. He's a fucking lunatic. And he could be involved in like covering up murders and kidnaps for Scientology. If you if you go in. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> and look at some of the nonsense they got going on. It's crazy. But you cannot. I would. I will fight anyone who says that Tom Cruise doesn't do his fucking best to entertain the country. In, in, terms of, in terms of stunts, the only other person that I think that does the same kind of stunts, maybe to that Jackie Chan, I think did all of his stunts. And like, but Jackie Chan's people, not the actor that Tom Cruise is. Yeah, and Jackie Chan also doesn't fly airplanes. Right. Or you know that the, there was uh, one of the Mission Impossible's. He did this like whole helicopter thing, mm -hmm. and he learned how to fly a fucking helicopter in order to do this. Yeah, he's not. And I will tell you this: I have a friend uh, whose wife is involved they used to live in california and they're involved i don't know how much to say they're involved with some kind of charitable event that she goes out there every year for like 10 days and puts on this big event and one year the person they're honoring was tom cruise and he showed up by himself on a motorcycle no security would not let go of his uh helmet so they they thought he had maybe like a weapon in there to protect himself um could not have been nicer apparently like introducing him like oh this is you know jimmy yeah. uh this is tom cruise like what do you say yeah. like, and he would say to everybody hey tom cruise nice to meet you like not like you know who i am he yeah like, listen if we went to a uh morning skate fucking live podcast i would probably walk in like you know who i am i'd be a fucking dick I'd have he, them carry. I'd have them carry me on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was introducing. Hi, Tom Cruise. So apparently he's a very nice guy, but that whole Scientology man is a fucking slippery slope down to fucking crazy town. A little bit. Um, I don't have anything with Rangers. Do you have anything with Bruins? No, but I got Northeastern. Okay. What do we got? So Mia Brown, she was named the seventh woman by the NU Doghouse. That's the uh, fan section <laughs> up there in the balcony. <laughs> okay. Yep. Exactly. And the team announced a new leadership group for next season. Uh, Megan Carter went from the alternate to the big C. Good for her. Captain Canada. Uh, Gwyneth Phillips, Abby Marone, and the premier power forward in women hockey, women's hockey today. And friend of the podcast, Katie Knoll, are all rocking the A's next year. So Katie Knoll doing Katie Knoll things. Congratulations. Right. Leadership, right. dude. Leadership. What's going to be tough for Katie, though, is uh, every time she's arguing with a ref, <laughs> and they're gonna be like stop <laughs> uh do you have anything for beer league uh, i was supposed to play tomorrow night but i cannot and i don't know how happy they are with me because i was getting emails all the time and then when i said hey man i screwed up my schedule i can't tomorrow night 
chirp, 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 chirp. Crickets. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> don't think Mike's too happy with me right this moment. All right. Um, all right. Let's see if Dom Mars heroes and zeros. So I showed my wife. I feel like that's Jurassic Park, dude. Like it's that, very close. Uh, well, if it, if it makes you feel better, I look like some giant brontosaurus trying to turn there. <laughs> so I said to my wife, I go, look at it. And I showed her the clip. She goes, why is that in slow motion? I go, I'm not sure it is, number one. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes why don't you have a shirt on? I go, I have a shirt on. It's just no sleeve. It, we were in there so long doing this shit. I was fucking pouring sweat. I was dying under that Bruins jersey. So anyways, there you go. All right, well, Heroes and Zeros of the Week. Uh, I'll just go really quick. My Hero of the Week is myself. I'm making some changes going on right now. I don't really want to get into it, but everything's going good. Nice. Positive positive steps in the right direction. My mom's doing good. I got good friends, good family. So just pumped pumped for to see what the next chapter brings me. So that I would put myself as a Hero of the Week. Nice. Yeah. Want me to do my hero? Yeah, I do. Go it. back and forth. My hero is uh, Boston Brewers coach, head coach Jim Montgomery. Obviously, Monty also listens to the podcast, and we'd love to have you on because he uh, clearly heard me chirping him a little bit last week saying, you got to step up and own this shit, buddy. You're the head coach. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he did in the exit interviews. Cool. He came out and he said, I want to clarify my comment. And I, I'm not getting it exact, his quote. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. He said uh, he wanted to clarify his comments and that he doesn't just rely on uh, goalie coach Bob Essena, he the the final decision on who to play rests with him as the head coach, and he said that he, in hindsight he should have started Swayman in Game Five. Okay. So, <coughs> I, listen, ownership. ownership. If I'm gonna give him shit for not saying it, then I have to give him credit for saying it. And I will say this: a lot of coaches won't walk that back. So yeah. I respect the hell out of him for doing so. Accountability, dude. Yep, exactly. Uh, my zero of the week goes to anybody who like. If if you're trying if you're trying right onto a road and you look to your left and you see a car coming kind of like quick, anybody who pulls out in front of that car and doesn't get going, those oh. people should be ran off the side of the road. Not only so does my zero the week like an immediate turn drive drives me insane. Or or how about the people that pull out in front of you and then they don't take and then they take an immediate turn? Like what the fuck? Why yeah. why did you do what, that? Uh, what was the point of that? Yeah, exactly. I'm with you there. Zero of the week goes to the people who do that. So my zero of the week. I want listen. To the NHL offices, I want you to listen here because I'm going to fix fuck this whole... Fuck you, Peros. Yeah, fuck you, Peros. But I'm going to fix this whole lottery fucking nonsense draft stuff for you. First off, if you're going to do a lottery, do the fucking ping pong balls, right? Let's yeah. make it live. Let's do all that. But let me, let me offer you a little tip on how to fix this. You have 16 teams that make the playoffs. Yeah. 16 teams that don't. Yeah. When the season ends, instead of starting up the playoffs... In two days, let's wait six days. Okay, let's give the teams a little R and R. Work on some systems. Get the black aces skating and some rushes with the big boys. In that little gap, you take the other sixteen teams and you have them play a consolation tournament, single elimination, for the draft order. One through 16, you do it based on their uh, records. It'll never happen. But I'll I know, but let me finish. You, this is this is my little thing. 
You go one through 16. You play the first round on Thursday. Everybody half you're down to eight teams for Saturday. Yeah. Right. That's over. Then you go uh, Monday and then your final is Wednesday. And then the NHL playoffs start Thursday. It's perfect. Yeah. And when you get to the final game, winner gets number one, loser gets number two. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think that's it would work. The, no tanking. And everyone's how would, to, how would you have to separate all the other like by goal differential? What do you mean? So if you lose the first game, you're eliminated, but there's also four other teams that are losing the first game. Yeah, then you do it by record. Okay. You know, out of those four. It'll never happen, but if it did, I'd be fucking in, in on it. I'd be in on it. And yeah. and you know what what else is that the, the contracts go through the completion of the NHL playoff run. So all those guys who are UFAs are still under contract for this consolation turn. It'd be fucking cool. I doubt it would ever happen, but no, I, I doubt it too. But it's fun to think. Or you could even do it eight and eight. You could do east and west. You don't have to do one through sixteen. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have one more segment. We are going to get to our three stars. All right, three stars of the week. Seattle killed off an early penalty. Love that. Uh, three stars of the week. We're picking jobs that we think that you and I should have. Yep. Or what um, I only did you, but you also said that you had jobs. For so let me people. buzz. Let me buzz through the bloggers because I did these. Dude, these came very easy to me. Uh, I think Disco should be the dude from Dodgeball. Whoever Ben Stiller plays. <laughs> oh, I watched your heavyweights. Oh, what'd you think? So it's funny. I forgot to tell you. So it's funny you mentioned dodgeball. Number one, they're making a dodgeball two of the entire cast. They're making a heavyweights two. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how oh, that's I brought funny. up heavyweights. That's funny. Um, but Ben Stiller's character in heavyweights was basically his character in yeah, dodgeball. He's a fucking person. Yeah, it's funny. That was a funny one. Okay. Um, uh, no, it was good. It was good. I mean, I watched it mostly with my daughter. She's like, "Why are they? Why are they picking on the fat kids?" I'm like, "Oh, that was the '80s, buddy. That, that's how it was <laughs> back in the day when I was a kid." Congratulations, you're the fattest boy in camp. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was now nowadays though. It's like an after school special that movie. Yeah. Um, funny though, it was the goalie and uh, Goldberg. Goldberg and um, Keenan. Yep, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Uh, it's funny you said that about Disco. I had him as a cabana boy in Vegas as his job. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's um, pretty much what you said. Uh, I'm going to okay. tell you everybody I did except for Fink, because Fink kind of goes with what I got for you. Okay. I got Jenkins as a motivational speaker, but slash guru and kind of shifty. I have Jenkins as a farmhand. Oh, I could see that too. Yep. What do you got for Preston? Uh, I'll tell you mine. See if this works for you. Like, Preston, a, like a, like a, uh, like a fucking college professor, but he teaches like science. Nice. Well, that kind of goes along with it. Preston's the guy that when you go into the dispensary, he talks to you a way more detail than you're ready for about different strains. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. That one's him. Uh, Wild Bill. 
I have him as he is the alumni advisor or the chapter advisor for a national fraternity. And he just bounces from frat house to frat house and gets lit up with the boys when he's supposed to be checking on them. It's basically Wild Bill's Jaeger bomb tour of America. I think Wild Bill is a mechanic. And if he's not a mechanic, he would be a mechanic. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Wow. What do you got for Boother? Boother. Boother should be like a... I could see him being on like New Jersey Devils radio. Okay, that's a good one. I had him like actually see him do that. I had him as a transit cop with like (laughs) all the fucking pins. You know how those some of those guys wear all the fucking devil's pins and shit? I could see that. He stands for the national anthem for sure. Oh, 100. Yeah. And then uh, for uh, Maz, I had him as just a Coney Island dog guy. Like he's the guy out front of Detroit selling the. Selling the dogs. Okay. For Maz. I think Maz could be like a fucking... Hmm. I'm going to have to get back on you on that one. And Richie, I had Richie as a beat writer for the while, just because I feel like Richie's too nice I mean, he a guy. was, dude. He was like legitimately credentialed. No, I know, but I feel like I don't... He's too nice a guy. I don't want to... I need to him. talk to that guy again, because I'm pretty sure he was credentialed in the locker room using the morning skate. No shit. Really? I'm like pretty fucking positive. I have to just double check with him, but he I'm pretty sure he like met players and shit. Well, I know he was in the elevator with Billy Garen. He took that picture. Yeah, I think yeah. we got we gotta talk to him. Yeah, there you go. All right. So now I'll come back to Fink when I get to yours. All right, my three stars for you. My third star for you. You yeah. you would be a legit. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do my honorable mentions for you. Oh my god, dude. Okay. Sorry, man. I have two for you. One tough guy for a for You'd be the tough guy for a roller derby league. Okay. But you have to do quad skates, no inline. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. And you have to grow out your mullet, like lean into it like WWE. Yeah. Maybe. I could see that. And then the other one, I could see you as a reality TV, like those guys that go gold hunting, whatever they call it, gold mining or lumberjacks. Okay. I I could see you doing that. I think think right off the rip, you are overestimating my toughness. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, it's, it's a tattoo and roller derby, so it's, it's not real. That's yeah. tough, dude. All right. Um, my third star for you. Yep. Um, I'm going to do a legitimate big J journalist. I think that you could do that because whenever you do anything like that, you really fucking go balls to the wall. And it would be really cool if that's what you did. Because I think that you could do that. So, Thanks, buddy. Uh so for you, you my number three. what's the guy? Oh, Jesse Pollock. I could see oh, you in that whatever. role as a content creator slash morning skate bar, you know, like the bar down, like yeah. he does all that stuff. Like he, I saw him going on the ice with like some first round draft picks and like fighting them and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I could <laughs> see you totally doing that. Yeah. No, it'd be a fucking cool job. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. My second star for you. Do you watch South Park? Yeah. Well, not all the time, but I used to all the Do time. Do you watch the new ones? I have not. So Randy Marsh has become a weed farmer. Oh, yeah. No shit. And I could see you doing that. We like, always like, talked about it, actually. Like a legitimate weed farmer. Like, that's all you do. You grow That'd pot. All right. You do what you got to do. You sling it on the side. You get the insane in the membrane, dude. And you're just ready yeah. to go. So, second star, Randy Marsh Weed Farm. Uh, my second star for you. I don't know what they call these guys, but they work for, like, a liquor company. They go around the bars, tailgates. I could see you being the Twisted Tea party guy. 
That'd be cool. I want <laughs> that would that might be my fucking dream job. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Like when I used to work and when I used to bartend, there was always like it would always be one guy with like two hot girls. And they would come in the bar and they would hand out fucking swag and the girls would flirt with everybody and the guy would always hang with the bartenders and just get fucking ripped. Oh, and good guys, they could talk to anybody and I can see you doing that for Twisted Tea. I might have to look into that, dude. That <laughs> uh, my number one star for you, dude, is you know you know different types of live bands yeah. that you're going to see like different restaurants. You would be like the premier live band guy, but your instrument would be singing and playing the harmonica. Oh, that, that would be like you ever, see, you ever see Jack Frost, the Christmas movie. Oh, with Michael Keaton, he turns into a snowman, but he has a yeah, harmonica. Yeah, that, yeah, that's I get that vibe. So, little known fact, buddy, back in the day when I lived in Key West, there was this bar called Rum Runners, and mm-hmm. Rum Runners back at the time. If you're listening to this and you're at Rum Runners, I probably served you or threw you out. Uh, Rum Runners had, I want to say like 30-something bartenders on a night. It was crazy. Like up front was the reggae bar. Uh, Upstairs was a strip club. Upstairs with a Z. Uh, There was Channel Zero, which was like top 40. Uh, There was another bar that was like what? Yeah, it was one huge complex. And uh, where I worked was called the hideaway. I was out back. It was alternative rock. And um, we had a band called NFI, which stood for no fucking idea because they couldn't come up with a band name. And every once in a while, different bartenders would get up there and sing. And like like this one guy, Hawk, would always sing Jim Morrison and he would stand with his back to the crowd. So like Jim Morrison did, it was fucking ridiculous. So I used to sing. I do like two or three different songs. And my last time I sang, uh, I sang uh, Wonderwall by Oasis and then dove into the crowd and they body surfed me back to the bar. It's fucking no great. No way. Really? Fucking great. Yep. That's unreal. Yeah. That's fucking, no. that's a good story. Yeah, it was a good time, man, back then, back in the day. So my number one star for you, buddy, I can see you as like a major junior coach, oh, right? It, but but not but you're in the WHL. You're in the Western with the fucking tough Sasky boys. No, I would get canceled in two minutes. Oh no, they protect you in the Western. <laughs> Old time hockey, play the right way. You're out there like any of the kids getting a little too big for your britches. You're like. You're the coach that'll be like, I'll go, yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. All right. Sorry, coach. You think I'm way tougher, way cooler. No, I just, I, I think, I, I think you have that dog mentality. And this is where it ties in with Fink. Fink would be your play by play guy. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be fucking cool, dude. That would be fucking great. And hey, listen, I'll be the journalist that's, I'm the beat guy. So I'll ride with you. That'll be that'll fucking be great. We should, just, <laughs> that's what we should do. We should just get a team up there. Yeah. We should just start applying. <laughs> move out oh god so that's what i got for you there well guys that's what we had for this episode of the morning skate a little over an hour not bad not bad not bad nice and tight yeah brownie what else you got for the people at home well uh seattle and dallas are four minutes left in the first period four and four a little there katie's i'm sure in cincinnati cheering them on while you're listening to us pop over to heatedcore.com and uh check out uh their gear morning skate 15 the promo code and as always, I'll have it for you next week. So I wanted to give a little shout out to my little cousin Gavin with this hat. 
I may or may not have uh, done a little uh, online shopping uh, and the influence, and uh, I got some sweet gear for the next uh, pod. Oh, boy. Honor of my boy. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week.